Welcome to the Female Fight Experience, the podcast where we share stories to inspire female Muay Thai fighters at all levels to jump in the ring. Brought to you by your hosts, Smokin' Joe Coverdale and me, Bridget Tuckra. All right, on the podcast today, we've got our very first ever guest. I can't even believe she said yes to come on this podcast. Um, and now she's here for round two. Welcome to the podcast again, Michelle, the muscle Russell from the <laughs> How are you going? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very privileged to be on this again. Um, yeah, <laughs> excited. I've been nervous about this all night. I don't know why. I have you? More, more nervous than the first one. Yeah, for some reason, I don't know. I just public speaking and knowing people like you guys are so much more popular than when we first started. So, <laughs> yeah, we're big, we're big time now. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're big time. Um, uh, I can't believe we are. I've, I listened to the <laughs> bits of the first episode we did with you, just kind of this morning, preparation for this morning, and yeah. I don't know why anyone listens. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how did anyone listen? get past that first episode and come back? Yeah. No, because no, of Michelle. It was because of Michelle. Definitely must I have had been. so many people come and talk to me about like things that I said in that interview and I was like, okay, people are listening. I've got to watch what I say. But <laughs> It's funny though. I think the more that we've done it, the less you think about the fact that people are listening. Whereas that, mm. in that first episode, you can hear the hesitation in our voices before speaking and stuff like that because we know that everybody's going to be listening to it. Whereas now it's decide whatever yeah <laughs> and it's probably they hang better. around they hang around yeah it's probably better for it like yeah. it's not yeah. nobody talks about how nice my voice is anymore what happened to that, Where did that go? <laughs> my aunties still do if that's any consolation i mean bridget's accent's like that's the best part honestly yes, yes. it has not <laughs> changed love New Zealand accent. yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> um i'm surprised that you don't you don't love public speaking because I think my favorite thing on Instagram at the moment is you teaching class. Like mm. I, I reckon you're such a clear communicator, but also you just cut, like you cut through all the bullshit. Like you're the one that you put out the other week about shadow boxing. Like it's like yada, yada technique. This is important. Also no one cares what you look like. <laughs> like no one is looking at you. I just thought that was such a good, cause it's so true. Everyone's so paranoid about, Oh my God, what's that person doing? Oh, maybe I should be doing more. Like no one is looking at you, dude. Yeah, no, no one cares, but I don't know. Like that, that class that I get filmed in is it's just a fundamentals class. So, um, our, guy at the front desk that is going to get the best shout out right now but he is brilliant behind the camera so he makes me look great <laughs> he sits here and he edits and he makes sure he cuts out all my arms and R's and all the really bad stuff um and if and because he knows Muay Thai too if I do something real shit um or I explain something terribly he'll cut it out so obviously like those videos you get the best part of what I'm teaching and it looks really good um but there is still like I still mess up so much and my students know that my students know that I'm human so you know I, I with them I can be a little bit more like uh vulnerable but when it comes to like people outside of the gym I'm like oh like if I stuff up they're gonna judge me but that's you know I'm trying to get over that I'm trying to like just learn to live with that and be okay with judgment I guess yeah I can still remember the first time I slipped over demonstrating it. <laughs> <laughs> just fell flat on my fucking ass. <laughs> I haven't done that, thank God. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that would be so good. Gravity humbling you, for sure. <laughs> oh, that is excellent. 
That is excellent. Um, I don't know where to start because we know your history. You've got an awesome fight coming up soon. Can we talk about that? Because you're uh, fighting one of our previous guests, Tandia Singleton. Um, yeah. Recently announced fight. How How's all the prep going? How did that fight come about? Tell us all the details. Um, I think we knew about this fight from a while back. Well, I knew almost as soon as I finished Hardcore. Oh, the last fight, maybe a couple months after that or something. So I've known for a little bit about this fight. Um, I've had a long prep. I've been, like, trying to, like, keep accountable for my diet and stuff like that since start of December. Because I knew I'd mess up through Christmas. I knew that Christmas would be a little bit hard um, trying to, like, be healthy and be yes. healthy and lose weight and all that stuff. So I took a couple weeks... Um, yeah, I started a little bit earlier for this camp, um, just to account for that. So, yeah, I actually, surprisingly, it worked out. I didn't eat that much through Christmas, and, you know, I was actually quite well-behaved. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. She's tough. Like, I watched her last fight um, with Melinda Dooley, which they posted on a little... Um, it was actually really hard to live stream, but I managed it, and... Good. It was good. She's like from her first fight with Melinda because they fought twice last year. Um, oh. From her first fight with Melinda to her second fight with Melinda, she improved dramatically. So she's clearly very capable of making some big changes and upping her game. Um, and so I'm not expecting like the same fighter again as that fight with Melinda. I never try to, I never look at people's fights and be like, that's exactly how they're going to be because people change. People look at your fights, they adjust to you. Mm. And I'm assuming that they've done the work um, for this camp the same way I have. So, well, she because she's recently she was telling us that she's at a different gym now, which she might have been during that first fight with Melinda. But it it takes time, mm. right, to adapt to what your coach wants you to do differently. Uh, old habits kind of die hard. Mm. So that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So you've known about it for quite a while. How how far in advance are you booking fights at the moment? Have you got the rest of the year kind of planned out? Not really. Um, it's just kind of like at the moment, because I did have a stint where I wasn't getting any fights and it was just like cancellation after cancellation and just no one, let's just like crickets for ages. And mm. uh, because of that, we, me and Andy were like, we'll just take what we can now. Like first in best dressed and, you know, Chelsea lined this up as soon as he could uh, for me. So, um yeah, we were just like, okay, cool. We'll just take this one, and if this goes okay, then we'll take, we'll try and get on roots. And if that's not okay, we'll take the next one, and just make sure we roll these fights out. Especially while, um, like, um, at this stage, like this ten to twenty fights, I want to kind of roll them out, win, lose, draw, whatever happens. I want to get them out, smash them, and then start picking and being a little bit more choosy about what shows and where I go with them. Uh, yeah, I just think it's important early in your career to to try and get fights out even if they're hard even if they're tough um, even if they're mma fights <laughs> yeah i was wondering when you're gonna <laughs> i've been waiting yeah, that, that seems like as good a moment as ever <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's that's the result of crickets um when it comes to to fighting if i if i don't have anything to to look forward to and stuff like that you know you you get comfortable in your training and you get stuck in your little comfort zone mm. that was just my push to get out of my comfort zone like i took I did two weeks of learning how to do defense for takedowns. <laughs> Just yeah. two weeks. And that's it. I've never done BJJ, nothing before. So, um, yeah, that was a really, like, 
I, I guess if people people keep asking, they're like, oh, you're going to MMA? And I was like, hell no. Like, I don't actually want to do MMA. I don't ever plan to, but no one was giving me fights anywhere else. And that's not anyone's fault. It's just we couldn't find anything and nothing was lining up. Um, was that then, the, like, post-COVID hangover of lack of people around? Yeah. I can't I really so. remember the timeline of it all so much, yeah. Yeah, look, all the girls that were fighting pre-COVID that I was, like, looking to fight, I remember mm. looking at this set of girls at this 54 to 55 kilo weight range and being like, yeah, I'm probably going to fight her and her and her and then, like, kind of thinking, those girls are not there anymore. Like, they have all found new careers or done something else with their life and they're all thriving what they're doing now but they're just not they don't fight and so when I like post-covid it's like a new set of girls coming up and I'm stuck in this limbo where I'm the only one in my fight like range in Victoria like in that 10 10 fight range everyone's either coming up to there or well and truly more experienced than me um like well, they're kind of at that point where you're talking about where they're 20-plus fights and taking fights that make sense. And yeah. at 20-plus fights, fighting someone with 11 fights doesn't make a lot of sense in, in regards to furthering their career with a big name kind of thing. Absolutely. And, yeah, and I fully, fully... Um, I would never expect any of those girls to come down because I, I I also don't want to be fighting somebody with, you know, two, three fights. Like That's right. I yeah. want to be fighting up the chain. And, yeah, so... The only thing that I really do want now is like a nice shiny belt, but um, <laughs> the the girls that like the Vic, the state WBC title is currently vacant for the fifty three point five kilo range. Um, mm. In case anyone hears that and ah. <laughs> wants that opportunity, I hundred percent want. Mark it. from Hardcore has the sanctioning on that, doesn't he? Mm. All right, yeah. Yeah, I think he. Uh, I think he. He wants to put it on. We asked him yeah. about, it, but there's just not really anyone really. They have to be worthy of it too. Like yeah. you were saying about how you don't want to fight someone with one to two fights. Yeah. You also don't want because you know, like your peers look at it and go, yes. "Yeah, she's got the title, but she fought blah blah for it." You know yourself as exactly. well. You want to make sure that it's a legitimate contender. Yeah. Who's, who's in your division that's coming up that maybe by the end of this year will have racked up enough fights to to uh, contend you for it? Um, look, like, out of the ones that I know, like, between that 52, 55, 54, I think... What's Chloe fighter? I think she's somewhere around there. Mm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, that'd be cool. What's your know, last 52, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, the belts because well, the belts in a bracket. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. And then maybe Helen, but Helen, yeah, she needs a few more fights too. I think the belts in a cool. bracket. Can you explain that the belts in a bracket? So there's the weight same range, way that your weight range is in Muay Thai oh, Victoria. Yeah, yeah. The, the belts are the same. Got yeah, mm. got yeah. yeah. So there's a maximum same yeah same as yeah. yeah they're not a catch weight. They're a, a division. Got yeah, yeah. got yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Okay yeah, Helen would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Which, she'd I, mean, a, I don't know how many fights she's had. She's now. Awesome. I can't remember. Oh, Chloe. I mean, yeah, yeah. But she's they're they're in that kind of like two to three. Well, Chloe's what had three now. Yeah, she's going away. I want to see the... Chloe v Michelle. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, now I'm just like that's in my. I want to see that fight. I mean, 
Fucking hell, that would be... I, I'm a big believer in not calling anyone out. So if Chloe listens to this, please, no, I'm not calling you out. Um, she she's this. winking right now, she Chloe. She does winking. And she's stoked as. And she's like, fuck you. She's pumping her fist in here, Chloe. I know you. I see you. I see um, you excited. All the respect for all of those girls coming up. They're doing an amazing job. I've been yes. training with um, Helen, actually, at the strength training. Oh, wicked. Yeah, um, and she's awesome. She's a good time. <laughs> I, but what I love about like you say calling out, it's 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 like the most wholesome thing though. Women calling each other out in the sport. It's like, oh, I'd really it's like to fight this girl talk. and this yeah. girl. Yeah, I'd really that'd be a really cool fight, I think. And then they message each other and they both love heart the post that we put up. It's like it's the most like even the, the blokes wholesome are the thing. same though compared that's to true, MMA. Actually. Yeah, that's Muay Thai true. is just way more wholesome. Uh, they yeah. tried to do it. Remember when um, Cody. And Jay Tonkin were talking shit at each other last year. And it wasn't even like, then they put them in a live chat together and they were nice to each other. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hold up great. the charade it's, very uh, long. Exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of it's just like pumping up the, the tyres a little bit on yeah, media. But it's good fun. So, talking about girls coming up, you've got some girls at the ring gym that you obviously yeah. do a lot of training with. I can't remember her name. She's got the dreadlocks. Oh, Lola. Lola. Lola watched her fight on the last Root yeah. show. She had a killer oh. fight against, again, I've forgotten the name. Um, she got some good cuts in there. She was looking good early on. It ended up being a draw, yeah? Am I right? Yeah, because, yeah. because she knocked her down in the first round. She lost the second two rounds, but yeah. that knockdown in the first round really like solidified the, at least the draw. Um, yes. But, God, yeah. Uh, Lola is like... Well, she's a Muay Thai Victoria thing. Yeah, she, is, she, 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 did she a fought lot of overseas, though, right? Wasn't that, wasn't that a background? Uh, she had so. done a few in uh, France, I think, where she's from. Ah. But she, yeah, when she came to Australia, she was quite like her, their style. I think she's quite rigid and like so we've done a lot of. She has improved dramatically from when she first. Mm. She didn't know how to kind of relax a little bit, and we've. Work, she's worked on that so much and like now she's like she can put it on if she needs to put it on and then like you know she can pull back if she needs to too so she's done a lot of work on herself and um, you know you can see it in her fights too she bites down no one bites yeah. down like Lola yeah. bites down <laughs> yeah, she did some damage in the fight Mar- uh, Marissa was her name from DMV yeah that's right DMA. I was going to yeah. say want to get it wrong so yeah she was a wicked boxer too like she had wicked hands didn't she it was a it was a great matchup yeah yes for her first fight um she did amazing like that's yeah very good hands on her yeah yeah um yeah saw some recovery photos of her face over the last sort of few periods of weeks and stuff just yeah. she took, took some damage from lola did, man but yeah. recovering nicely good to see Definitely. yeah yeah absolutely we made, while we're, we were on the topic of like taking an MMA fight and obviously not getting fights, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't have to go too much into the MMA thing. But no, no, it's fine. What, it's what kind of like for people that are struggling to get matchups, like how did you find yourself mentally through that? How did you keep yourself going and keep yourself, you know, motivated to, mm. to train and keep looking and searching for matchups? Um, I'm lucky, I guess, that. Well, I guess most people do love their team, otherwise they wouldn't be with their team. But I love, like, being here. This is my family. This is my community. This is... I wouldn't be anywhere else. If I don't have this, then I don't know what I have. But I don't just look at this gym and 
training and all that stuff as just fighting. I'm doing it to better myself as a coach. I'm doing it to better myself as a human. So when it comes to training, I'm going to do it anyways, regardless of if I have a fight coming up or not. I'm going to make sure I train every day because I have so many people coming up the ranks that look to me now as a as one of the more senior people at the gym. I, I remember having like plenty. When I started, I had so many people higher up above me doing runs every day and doing all the work and doing like they were absolute machines. And I remember seeing that and being like, oh, yeah, no, I've got to keep up with them if I'm going to be able to fight. Like if I don't do what they're doing, then why could I fight? And so if I stop doing that, I don't know, like there's other people doing it at the gym, but if I stop doing that, I feel like they won't do it. So, yeah, I don't know. I do it sometimes just for them to I train for the other guys a little bit, but when I don't have fights coming up, I do pull back a little bit like on the um, and try and do more of the recovering, try and spend time with Indy and his kid and mm. you know, have more family time because otherwise, like, I, yeah, I don't really get much time for that and that kind of does take a toll eventually. Like, I don't camp as much as I want to. I don't go out push as much as I want to and that, like, that hurts a little bit. So I try and do as much as that as I can while I'm not in fight camp, just to keep my heart full. Especially when you don't have a fight coming up, that's when you need to be spending the time doing that, right? 100%, yeah, yeah. You need to, you need to fill your cup. Mm. Yeah. I, I was just thinking as you are talking, like the power of um, those leaders in, in any gym, you know, I know, Joe, you talk about like this, the role modelling and stuff of your more senior people. And they, when you're in that role yourself, you kind of underplay sometimes the importance of, how you behave, how you show up at the gym and how you act and how many little eyes there can be on you and like taking from you like, oh, that's the expectation, I should be doing that. Or if I want to get to that next level, that really helps to drive them. And I, yeah, I just think people don't realise that sometimes when they're in the gym, how important that role is. Well, it's part of the reason why the timetable has the advanced guys first. Ah, uh, interesting. Right? Like yeah, it's okay. A, because yeah. they, spend a, they spend two hours training, so I don't want to be here till 9 o'clock every night, so they can't start at 7. <laughs> yeah. But also, so the beginners are coming in and stretching and all that kind of stuff and watching them huh. to kind of like give them that, that inspo, I guess you'd say, yeah. That is a well, like, I have never thought about the timetable like that. Like, we just do it because we want to get the, the fighters in and out, but... Like, there, there is that, right? That, that's the whole thing, you know. Most of them come in at 5.30 and then they leave at 8 o'clock, you know, yes. and so. nobody wants to be at a gym till 9 o'clock every night, Not, you know. But, yeah, it helps. It absolutely does. Like, that's such a good point. I think, um, yeah, leaders, the best way to lead is by example. Mm. You're in there doing work every day. Even if you do it for 100 days and only one day somebody kind of, like, looks at you and is like, oh, I should be doing that, then you're doing your job. Like, you're doing what you're supposed to do as a leader. So I guess a lot has changed for Ring Gym in the last 12 months because I think... (laughs) You know, Indy's there with you now working more full-time at a full-time yeah. kind of level, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He's pretty much at the same capacity as I am. So we're both in each other's face pretty yeah, he much. he must be real sick of it by now, <laughs> I guess, eh? <laughs> Lucky, I love him and <laughs> couldn't do life without him now. But, 
Uh, yeah, no, we're, we're definitely stuck at each other's hip. We A lot of the time I get home and I'm just like, you go in that room and I'm going to go in this room. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Knock> off. <laughs> Some alone time. He's going to do something, but he's very much like, he does not mind my company. I don't know why, but he does not mind my company one bit. So he'll spend all day if he has to with me. And I'm like, okay, I, I need a little bit of space, but that's just who I am. <laughs> It's like a big distinction between different people and like some people can be around people all the time and then other people just need a little bit of alone time as well, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And um, I'm like, he always says that he's the introvert and I'm like, mate, you can spend almost all of your time around people and be okay. Whereas like, eventually I'm going to snap. Like someone... <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I need to be alone to recharge. Oh, that's so well, funny. when you take, you take on a lot when you're a coach at a gym too. Right, you're yes. constantly talking to people all day. You're on all the time. Yeah, yeah. I see you. You're quite like constantly scanning for like who's coming in the door, who's doing. Like you're constantly your radar's up almost, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it You have to be. Yeah, you have to watch. Like kind of, it's not watching what you say. I don't, I don't want to say that like we're we're being false or anything like that. But we we are there. We're there to support everyone else, and so we're like continuously trying to support, support, support. Give this person what they need. This person what they need. And yeah, like it, it, when you get home and you just sit and I'm just like, I just want to zone out and forget everything just for a couple of hours just to recharge. But yeah, it is, yeah, it's a lot, but I wouldn't trade it for anything else. I've done plenty of other jobs like office work and, um, farm work and a bunch of other stuff. And this is by far the only thing that I want to do. Gives you good perspective. What, what, um, what are you? Uh, how am I, I'm trying to word a certain question. What are you most proud of? Like a skill that you have as a coach. My ability to project my voice—that's <laughs> <laughs> the key—is like known throughout the gym. Is that everyone knows when I'm in the gym and when I'm teaching because I, <laughs> I can pierce the room with my voice, and I think that comes from like. Oh, I grew up on a farm and we were calling yes. horses out from the paddock. You know, you have to learn how to project yourself if you want to get the horse at the other end of the paddock to come to you. So um, I learned that from a young age and I guess it's come in handy. But <laughs> No, it does for sure. That, that's one thing I noticed. Like I've got Dylan training up to take a few classes and stuff like that now. And he is too quiet. He's not loud yes, yes. He doesn't know how to like yell in a positive way too. Not mm. just to yell in a way that sounds negative as well can be like a bit of a skill as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I um, definitely... Do you remember everybody? Do you know everybody by their name? Oh, God, no. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing that I find that, like, I'm proud of the most is that I know every single person's name. What's your strategy? How do you how do you do that? Say it. In your head lots of times when you no, meet them? No, to them. Oh, you just, yeah. Yep, just yeah. always call them by their name. And if you don't know it, ask them and repeat it and, yeah. Josh yeah. told me that you called him Sam for a year, so I don't know if that's, like, fully true. No. <laughs> That's because what what fucks you up sometimes is when people sign up on the first day together and then uh, they always train together. Mm-hmm. I make their mistakes. Fault, really. I'm human. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I'm going to make a video and you'll be impressed. You watch. When I've got 26 juniors on the map oh, and I remember I every single one of them. No, no, I'm, just, I'm just pulling your leg. I think it is, yeah, I don't know how you do it. I look, I look after classes once in a blue moon and I'm like, in my, I meet someone I'm like, Josh, 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 Josh. Okay, Josh, that was really good. And Sam, Sam, Sam. I get to repeat it. Sorry. We have like close to 200 members, including our kids and stuff like that. So I'm like, and a lot of them, like they, they come in for a couple of weeks and then like, you know, stuff changes. So when you have so many like rotating 
we ha- we do have good member retention. I don't want to make Andy mad at me. We have- <laughs> <laughs> Like when you do have a lot of trials and like traffic, people coming. come and go. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's, it's but I just hear excuses. I think you should get better at remembering people. <laughs> There's one of the uh, one of our up and coming coaches, Luke. He's really good at remembering names. He'll mm. have everyone. I'm like, if I don't know someone's name, I'm like, Luke, what's their name? Like, tell me. <laughs> and yeah. then yeah, it's always at least he always remembers people's names. Um, can rely on him for that. But Man, I had a brother sister join the other day. The boy was called Netham and the girl was called Nethmi. This is kind of like far out. How the hell am I supposed to remember the difference between those two fucking That's a, That was a practical joke. That wasn't oh. actually their names. So. Crazy. Yeah, their parents are playing a joke on everybody else. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So how many fights have you had since we spoke to you last? last uh, what well, was Penny? Penny was probably like fifth, I think, and I've had another five. Oh. Six, maybe six, including the MMA one. Um, Talk us yeah. through. So we've got Rosie, which was the first one after Penny, I think. What um, show was that on? We were in the ring for that one. Rosie Comlot. Mm. Oh, Comlot. Sorry, I was thinking of Rosie Superfight Rosie. Yeah, no, Comlot. That was a great fight. Loved that fight. She was yeah. so much fun to, to kind of... It was like a chess game. Like, that's the first time I've been in the ring and it felt more like a chess game than, like, an actual fight. We could actually, like, play and, like, figure out things and try and, like, set up things. I had time to, like, kind of do that. And mm. she was also, like, I could tell that she was doing the same thing. She was trying to work me out as well. Um, so, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I grew a lot from that fight. Um, do, do you think that that was her? Because she had a lot of experience and then had a break and then come back and kind of got that maturity and that... Yeah, and I think, um, no shade, but as you get older, you have to rely more on your smarts than you, if you're competing against mm. like 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds who've got pure um, enthusiastic Energy. fitness. and you know. <laughs> actually get eight hours sleep a night. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And then is it kind of like you kind of rise to the level of your opponent? Is there a bit of that happening as well? Yeah, I think so. I definitely fight better when I'm fighting better opponents. Like, the higher up they are, the better I, I kind of do. And, um, yeah, Rosie definitely brought out the best in me I think um, and yeah I had a lot of fun like I threw a lot of stuff that I wouldn't normally throw in fights and like a Superman punch halfway across the ring like that was um, that was definitely not something I ever do and I just You've was been like watching Joanne oh, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe was on the um, commentator box as well I was like damn it was the only thing she didn't like actually speak about in the fight and I was like come on Joe did <laughs> that in front of you come on um, I should just yeah, chat about it later but um, yeah that was good and then after that I went to Thailand um, and I had a little fight over there that one felt I don't when you fight in Thailand sometimes it's not almost worth it like I went in there and they're like how many rounds do you want to do and I was like well I'd like to do at least four like I'd like to get through at least four and like get some ring time in and then by round two I just kicked her in the leg a little bit and she's down I'm like okay like cool fine all right we've got two rounds and I was like I don't know if that was really worth my time but um I mean I I still got some experience and I still got to do something and kind of prep for something so it's never a waste of time but I just you know like I would have preferred a fight in Australia than that 
Um, is it just like the roll of the dice? You don't know what you're going like. You, it's it's more of an unknown quantity there than it is here. So well, it's like when we were talking to Helen. Yeah, Helen said it's like if they feel like you'll break, then they'll push a little bit harder to try and win. But if they're like, there's no chance I'm going to win this fight, mm. a lot of the time they'll just kind of yes. Down. Yeah, and I think she already had a bruised leg from fighting. Like, I had a look. Probably for the night before. Yeah, and I was like, you know? look at leg, and I'm like, oh, that looks bruised. But I didn't see it in the fight. I just saw that she was, like, wincing every time I kicked her, and something flicked in my brain, and I was like, kick it again. And Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and then after that, I think I came back to a fight uh, to Rebellion um, versus Tia, and then... Three weeks after that, Holly, and then Harburger after that. Yeah. What a Tia. <laughs> it was an active like. Hmm. Who? Which fight was Tia? I can't remember it. Um. I would have been there, but I can't remember it. Lots of cuts. <laughs> uh, definitely. Like I think in the first ninety seconds of that fight, it split open. Um. Yeah. Lots of help. Uh, <laughs> did it go the distance? Didn't go the distance. Uh, no, it actually went the distance. Like, it got stopped. messy. I can remember everybody's name, but I can't remember yes. the freaking fight that I was at watching. <laughs> you were probably getting a burger at that point. Oh, I would never get a burger happens. while Michelle's fighting. No way. <laughs> <laughs> eating the burger while that you're watching just tons of commentators and they're like in bloods like flying out at the commentators. Yes. <laughs> there was a lot of blood on that one. I was, it was, um, I think. That was a 53 kilo fight and I was just a little bit like she just kept coming forward, kept coming forward. And I was like, just stay back a little bit. Let me like catch my breath. And she's coming on my like, right, and then elbow. And then she just kept coming for him. So I was like, look, like she was a shorter fighter. Um, and so the elbows were there. I just saw what I, I could do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was a little tired in that fight. I just, huh. just, I think 53, like we're going to try move away from that 53 kilo category unless we need to and I'll do a better like a longer cut for it and try and do a better diet for it but yeah 53 sometimes if it's a late late notice fight or I'm like not fully prepared for it I think 53 is a bit light for me so yeah. I am what are you against Tandy at 54 this one's at 55 she actually it was 54 but she's asked for 55 which is fine like for me yeah. at 55 I feel like I'm at my best energy wise yeah. Um, and I don't really have to do any serious cutting or anything like that for 55 kilos. So, um, yeah, it should be good. One less kilo to cut. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. So you're going to try and avoid the 52s, yeah? I'm just updating my weight chart. Yeah, I think I'm going to avoid 52. I've asked Andy. I'm, like, pretty pleased to not put me down at 52 because yeah. I just, I don't know, like, I love food. And yeah. <laughs> I really love food. Um <laughs> You're getting older as well. Like, your bodies hold more muscle mass and bone yeah. density as you get older. Well, I did, like, body scans from when, from when I first started working with Ben. And this is just from, like, good strength and conditioning. I just put on two kilos of muscle and I'm like, okay, like, it's like it's easy to cut water and stuff like that when you have more muscle. Mm. But it's also just, like, you know, a little bit more stressful thinking about trying to get down to 52 when you know I'm strong like I, I feel strong at those weight divisions I'm not feeling too like um, overpowered in any of those so mm. I don't know like if you don't need to cut then why cut I like the Moivik thing at the moment which is the same day weigh-ins mm. and yeah. I move 
the the younger fighters away from serious weight cuts and doing that stuff so that they can enjoy fighting and figure out whether they really enjoy it without having to do too much dieting and too much of that stuff. I just feel like it's a little bit unnecessary stress yeah. in our bodies. Yeah. I definitely agree. I, I do think there's... The only time that I kind of see the division and weighing on the day going wrong is when you're at the lower end of a division mm. and not willing to drop a kilo to get to be at the top end of a division, if that makes sense. I know as amateurs it shouldn't really matter and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But that's the only kind of time as a coach where I've just been like, oh, we need to look at which division you're going to go in. Yeah. And, and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When it, when it starts getting dangerous weight differences then i'm like like we got to figure something out here but you know yeah it like we have a girl maddie um in our and she's like built she's just so strong and she sits i think upwards the up end of 68 i think or closer to 70 and she's probably a little bit taller than me and so when she we just we've had to accept the fact that like when you fight, like, you're going to be with these tall people um, mm. and it is going to be hard for you to find fights. So mm. we just sign up. Now, nowadays, we just sign her up for every fight and we're just like, eventually something will land and hopefully for her. But we don't want her to feel like she has to cut down to the low ends of 60 because it's not realistic for her. No, well, it's not worth it if you're not getting paid too, right? Yes, 100%. Drop, drop in 500 grams, 600 grams is one thing to get into a bracket, but multiple kilos for no money is... Nah, there's no, there's no reason. Like, enjoy fighting, especially when you're at the start of your career. Just enjoy mm. and try not like to to have to worry about food and everything else is like too much. I think um, you know, do do diet, eat healthy, do this mm. stuff. But you don't want to be sitting in a bath and having to like water load and do all that stuff every time you fight. You want to just smash out fights as much as you can, and to do that, you can't do these big cuts. Definitely. We've uh, got... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, and that's Maddie that you just mentioned. That's Maddie Hodges, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So she's an she's amateur fighter, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, she's, she was incredible too. I remember she stuck out to me a couple of shows ago. Um, we got her matched and, yeah, she's a wicked fighter. Have you got a good little pipeline coming through for the amateurs? Um, yeah, we've got, like, a few amateurs. It's harder with our amateur team because they're like, oh, I want to fight and then comes to it and it's like they're not fit enough or they haven't really been training so a little bit harder for her she's always training she's always like dedicated I've, as far as amateurs go she's brilliant because she just listens to everything in in the ring like you say check and she'd check on the spot I, <laughs> I, love, I love it it's such an easy fighter to have but um yeah we have a few few coming up hopefully some more girls i hope um we'll see well uh one follow-up question what do you mm-hmm. think what makes a great fighter at that amateur level as a coach? Like, what are the things you're really looking for that differentiate good from great from your point of view? Having a little bit of self-motivation. Like, you don't, as a coach, like, just being there all the time. Like, are you running? Are you doing this? Are you doing this? Like, just show us that you're doing it every day. Like, we want to see that you're going for runs every day. Come in, like, make it very clear to us that you're doing the work and you won't have to be like, can I please fight? Like, we'll just mm sign you up we'll ask you if you want to fight and then just listening like being a good listener and good student I think is important I'm still working on this as well sometimes I get stuck in my head and a little bit and I 
I'm not as good at listening, but I've known Andy for almost eight years now. And we communicate in a different way, I guess. Um, and yeah, so this year I'm really trying to focus on being a good student, especially I have Jeb now in the gym too. And yeah, that's a whole nother ball game now. So Jeb is an OG, isn't he? He's like he he was. They were all running into clubs when I first started up in Ballarat, and yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Being learning from him has been great. It's so good, especially for yeah. You're right though in that you don't like. It sucks when you have to nag people that want something. It's like, do you want it or do you not want it? Like, you tell me. <laughs> I can imagine your style is a bit more like, yeah, a bit like tough love though. Let just more like, you're either doing it and I'm going to put you in or you're not. And fucking that's your choice. Kind of thing. I'm very much down the line. Indy's definitely like, being India, like in charge of the amateurs a little bit. Um, Andy focuses a lot more on the pros. Yeah. And yeah, they'll, they'll come up to us and ask us to fight. And Indy will be like, oh, maybe. And I was like, he hasn't been training. Like, no. Oh, Indy's the soft one, eh? Indy is definitely, like, he is a default soft one. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's just a little bit more forgiving, I think, and patient. Um, I'm not as patient, and I'm still learning. He's been a coach for a lot longer. He understands people a bit better than I do. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out what makes, like, I'll say somebody's ready, and he's like, no, and then I have to then learn why they're not ready or, like, I have to figure out what... Andy and Indy see in their, these fighters that they think that are going through. I'm still learning that. I think that's a really special thing that coaches can do is like seeing um, seeing the traits that are necessary for fighters. And yeah, again, I'm just still learning. I'm like, they're so good at hitting pads and like so good at doing all this stuff. They can fight. And Indy's like, no, no, not yet. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, shit, i got to learn this thing. And it, it comes naturally, I think. It will come over time. Yeah, definitely. Time in the gym, time watching people will do it. Yeah, correct. Time as a coach. And I'm getting pushed um, as a coach too. So I've had heaps of time to kind of like upskill in that area, luckily. Yeah. I just realised it's Andy and Indy. That must sit to your head. <laughs> the amount of times I get the names wrong and then everyone's like, looks at me and I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I, I meant Indy. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I... I definitely stuff that up a lot. Even Jeb stuffs. Jeb will come and he'll call um, Indy Andy a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Well, I got one more, one more thing, funny thing to bring up. The other night, Monday night. So I've got a older dude that trains at my gym that has always just worn like athletic shorts when he trains. He never, never owned or had a pair of Muay Thai shorts. He rolls in on Monday with the brightest of orange shorts ever. And I'm like, straight away, I'm like, they're fucking ringing shorts. <laughs> what the hell are you doing wearing them? You've never bought a pair off me. He goes, yeah, seven bucks from Savers. <laughs> I need to find who donated. Yeah, you need to figure out who's donated to Savers. <laughs> you know what? We would have, uh, it might have ended up there in our lost property. We put uh, all of Probably. our lost property goes straight to Savers when we're like, we just, donate it because we're just we're hey man, not, it's fair enough i have a massive tub of lost property that's about to get taken yeah it's heartbreaking <laughs> yeah the poor guy gave him so much shit he bought a pair of my shorts that <laughs> night. <laughs> he's like i'm not 
You know what? That's fine. I mean, Sam comes to my house with a smoke and Muay Thai stickers all over her car. Oh, she does too, yeah. I'm just like, oh, man, you're my best mate. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's like the, is that the worst insult, someone coming into your gym wearing the wrong gear? Like the opposite? Not, not, like, no, you, you know what's worse? I have students that wear MMA shorts to train. Oh, thing about MMA. Yeah, really, yeah. You don't wear Do you basketball about shorts while you play football. <laughs> They're not adjacent right. sports, though, like yeah, MMA and Muay Thai. Okay. I, I believe they are. I don't find them very comfy. Like, I don't see MMA shorts as that comfy. Muay Thai shorts, absolutely. But, yeah, I don't know. I've never worn MMA shorts. Wait, they're not coming in. They're those both like combat budgie sports. smuggler things, are they? No, 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 no. Like no, no, no. the Just board shorts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Board okay. shorts. Yeah. yeah. You've got, don't like, get me rules. wrong. Engage makes some pretty sweet-looking okay. shorts. I wear them, like... Like when I'm doing PTs and stuff like that, yeah, sometimes okay. aesthetics. You don't want to like go to the shops in Muay Thai shorts, or as a professional, you don't want to wear Muay Thai shorts everywhere all the time. I get that. Yeah. But yeah. I wonder if this person listens. I hope they listen. <laughs> I give them a couple of times, so they'll get it. <laughs> I'm just glad they're not cruising around those like slightly extended budgie smugglers, which is when you said you were using shorts. Oh, I'm like the like. compression shorts. Yeah. <laughs> they've got nothing to hide. Um, no. Um, we've talked about your MMA fight. I just wanted to say I think it's fucking rad that you did that, yeah, Michelle. It takes balls, like eh? I reckon like, I remember seeing you yeah. at that time and you're just like, I just want to fight, man. I just like the look in your eyes were like I just I, I've done everything in my power and I literally there's nothing else I can do and I just want to fight Muay Thai and those opportunities aren't there. I need to stop eating pizza and get off the couch. <laughs> so I'm gonna take this MMA fight. And I just thought, man, it is such a bold move but what a way to test yourself and just you know put so much it takes a lot of courage to put yourself on the line like that so yeah, I just want to say nice. that was fucking wicked yeah stepping into a fight that you know that you're probably not going to win um but doing it anyways I think that's you know that's the difference between being you know courageous and and you know staying the same so mm. to me, that's my little bout of courage and stepping out of my comfort zone and doing something you know, for for me in the long run, that's yeah. I just feel like that we need to do that as fighters. We can't just always just step into the ring when we're comfortable. Do what's comfortable and what's easy. Do the shit that's hard. Do the shit that's like gonna make you freak out and scared and terrified. And you know, that's when you grow. That's when you find the most out about yourself. Did you think about doing a boxing fight even as well? I've done a boxing exhibition fight actually. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Before you went pro Muay Thai? Uh, yeah, no, actually I think I was, yeah, no, I was already one or two pro fights in. Yeah. And then I just, uh, we were going to set it up as a pro boxing fight. Um, Andy's usually pretty picky, like he'll, he'll, he's careful when we step out of our comfort zone. Like, so if he's going to send me into an MMA fight, he'll make sure I'm not going to get hurt or he'll make sure that it's, it's within reason. Um, and this one, like, he's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's reasonable. Like, you're not going to get too hurt um, or too banged up. So we set it up as a pro, but then they changed it to just an exhibition fight. Um, and then, yeah, I just did that. It was a lot of fun. I had a, like, it's funny, the boxing style versus uh, the Muay Thai style, they're just like, ta, 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 ta. Like, they want to hit and get as many as they can, even if it's a small tap. And we, I just want to load up, like, a big heavy hand or, like, hit <laughs> heavy shots and it was it was just clash of styles obviously um Muay Thai fighters don't often make great boxes but um <laughs> few that have 
Yeah, Benny Barney's a good one up in Queensland. But yeah, you're right. Not not always. A lot of the time, we yeah. saw. I remember seeing heaps of them go over to boxing after COVID when like fighting was a little bit scarce. Yeah, and, I yeah, I quite a few didn't do too well. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it's hard to transition. Like I, I tried, and it was a hard transition. But um, I learnt heaps. Like I learnt so much from it. And then we were going to set up another pro fight against um, Tamika. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she used to do a lot of Muay Thai fights, and then she, I think she hurt herself and she was going to go boxing. And we were going to set up a pro fight uh, with her for a boxing match. Um, and at least it would have been just, yeah, two Muay Thai fighters trying to box. <laughs> 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 Even playing field. She had a lot of training in it, though. And yes. yeah, I didn't think it worked out. But, um, yeah, there was going to be that. Yeah. I just realised you at 55 kegs, Michelle Vidori would be good too. Yes. Does she fight at 55? 56, I think. 56 is budging it up, but... She could be. Uh, wow, it's, wow. it's easy for me to say with my little uh, spreadsheet. It's just one column over, you know? <laughs> I have so much respect for Dory. She's so awesome. We've been... I've had a few chats with her now. Um, you must actually, be around the same experience level now, are you? Similar, I think she's yeah. a little more experienced than me now after this year. But she pumped a few out last year, didn't she? Yeah. She, she did. Um, but yeah, she she's awesome. Uh, such a good human. Such a good yeah. human. I think I met her, Corbin. Like I met a bunch of girls when I went to Muay Thai League, and just oh, yep. we all they were so nice. I had such a fun time in Queensland. Not even the fight. Like the fight was good. I loved fighting with Holly and everything, but. Just meeting everyone and like socializing up there was so good. Um, was You're just so not going to call anyone out for us, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Won't do it. <laughs> I'll take what comes my way. <laughs> are you going to go more tightly this year? Uh, maybe later. We This one's too, the one coming up falls too close to hardcore. Uh, uh, yeah. I did ask, but yeah, again, I'd already been booked, so first in. First and best dress sort of thing, yeah? Yeah, um, yes. but maybe later in the year, 100%. I loved going to Gold Coast and so nice and warm and just a little fun trip. <laughs> yeah. I tried. I looked at flights to see if I could come, but it's um, we've got Muay Thai Vic the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I can't get there back on the it? same February day or even early. Or yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Looks like a fun, yeah, it's a fun show, fun show. So do you um do you have like allegiances to certain shows? It sounds like it's it's less like that. You know, some fighters are like these are the two promotions that I like to fight on, but yours are more like I want to keep busy. I got nothing against any of these promotions. Whoever wants to put me on, that's what I'm keen on. Pretty much that, yeah. I yeah. I love like I love Rebellion and I love the the Vic shows and stuff like that. I'd love some more interstate fights, possibly hmm. international fights this year. But um, yeah, I just it's. Literally, whoever can get me on and give me a good fight, like a fair fight. Like sometimes you yep. get offers and you're just like, mm, that seems stupid. But um, yeah, no, just just what I can get. Other, like I said, after you get no fights for ages, it's you got to take what you can get. Yeah, fighting interstate is the best. You oh, actually feel like a pro- professional when you're fighting interstate. Yeah, you get flown over. You get like the flown whole over. Thing. You don't sleep in your own bed. <laughs> What's Here's the best bit? Allowance. What's the best bit? Like, what's the bit that makes you feel the most like, yeah, fuck, I've made it? Uh, when you get picked up from the hotel to go to the venue. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and you don't have to organise that yourself. It's, 
Yeah. Little cool. like sign with your name on it, that sort of thing. Um, I can't remember. Mr. Coverdale. What about you, Mr. Michelle? <laughs> what's, the, what's the best bit you reckon? I honestly don't know. I think sometimes it's like I, I love seeing the posts that um, that promotions will do about you. Like, so mm. I think um, Hardcore just did one the other day and they're like crowd favourite and one of Victoria's toughest. I mean, like pumping up my tyres. It, like it yeah. just makes me feel good. It makes me feel like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, I'm being supported and they, they enjoy having me on this show. It makes me feel like I want, I'm like they're investing in me a little bit. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. But... Yeah, when I went to Muay Thai League, the, the hotel was just around the corner from the venue, so we just walked there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair enough. <laughs> Otherwise, that would have been really cool. <laughs> Man, when Lewis Regis had three of us from my team up on Yokao that year, we were like, buddy, you know that scene from Borat when he walks into the hotel and he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> we're just like cruising around the hotel, just like, Man, touching things. Look at this, touching things. <laughs> Went down to the pool and there's a steam room and we're just like, oh man, we we've made it. We're in. <laughs> it's expensive. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. It was definitely an experience I'll never forget. But more fun yeah. with friends too. Do you reckon? Like yeah, the three of you was, do it. Yeah, me, Albie, sort of. and Treasure. I wasn't just on my own. It's so yeah. much fun when you get yeah. When you got yeah. your I got to take like, check this out. Oh, check this out. <laughs> so much better. So much. Better. Uh, I just like want to superimpose your face kids. now on top of that, I give like very nice, very nice. <laughs> so bad. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that we're just about we're just about out of time, Michelle. So February tenth, uh, we will see UV Tandia on Hardcore. Everyone that's local can get tickets from you, or at least can they tag your name when they buy tickets? Um, no. So I think Hardcore works the old-fashioned way with some tickets. Um, yep. We have the hard co- uh, the hard copy tickets at the gym. So awesome. Feel free to contact me or the gym. Excellent. Good Melbourne Pavilion, Friday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, close. 10th of Feb. And yeah. stream for those not in not in state? Yeah, I think it's just live combat sports. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. Catch up for the chat again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on the Female Fight Experience. If you like what you heard and want more, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you could rate and review us while you're there as well, we'd really appreciate that. It helps this podcast get into more ears and hopefully, ultimately, gets you some more fighting opponents. You can find us on Instagram at Female Fight Experience or on email at femalefightexperience at gmail.com. We love hearing your feedback and any suggestions you have for future interview guests, make sure you send those our way as well. Thank you and see you next week for more Female Fight Experience.